0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. 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 How are you guys? And welcome to the morning motivation. I apologize y'all for yesterday. Not even going to get into what happened. I'm here today. Today is a new day. Let me go ahead and put on my cross because, you know, I just love my crosses. I just love when people see me, they know what's up. They know what time it is. (laughs) I hope you guys are having a great one. Happy. What is it? Wednesday? October 19th y'all. Oh, October 19th. Hallelujah. It's almost the end of the year. So I hope you guys are um, reflecting and thinking and it's getting colder. So make sure y'all, uh, you know, start bundling up. I don't know about y'all, but in Georgia it is cold. Okay. Uh, I busted out my New York puff coat that goes all the way down to machines and, um, It's it's that time. It's UGG season, but I hope you guys are having a good one. Uh, So today we are going to be talking about basically spiritual attacks and how to keep your strength when you are going through it. So if you suffer from now, let me just start by saying this. Um, I am not a, I'm not a therapist. (laughs) I am a life coach, but I am not a therapist. I am not a psychologist. I am not even a preacher. Okay. So when I say certain things, take them for face value if they if they if they if it hits you in your heart cool if it doesn't go ever but I'm never saying not to do therapy okay certain things have different levels um uh, my apostle always says some things are spiritual and some things are physical meaning hormones and things like that so there's nothing wrong with therapy there's nothing wrong with medication if that's what you feel you need or you've been prescribed to do those things so I'm not talking about the physical I'm talking about the spiritual realm and being attacked in that way okay so Putting out that disclaimer now, I am not anti-therapy. I go to therapy personally. I believe in uh, modern medicine as well. However, uh, I am not a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, um, or a doctor or a preacher. Okay, just put that out there. But I do want to talk about spiritual attacks. And I do want to talk about um, what can cause certain things to happen to you. At least for me, I'm going to speak from my personal experience experiences. We're going to talk a little bit about some scripture to help us through these things. And um, yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into our prayer. If this is your first time watching, go ahead and load up in the comments where you're watching from so you can get your shout out. Um, but let's jump into it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up again for another day and being allowed to fellowship through the internet. I pray anyone watching will get a revelation or a just a nugget that they can take with them for the rest of their lives. That I I pray that I speak the words of you. I pray that there are discern is discernment, wisdom, impartation. Um, just wise counsel that is fed into your children right now in Jesus' name. I also pray, Lord, for healing and protection in the spiritual realm along with the physical realm, because some people are under spiritual attack and they have no idea. And uh, I, I call for like again, protection, just discernment, strength, uh, put some dog in them, Lord, because you we know that this walk is not easy in your darling son Jesus name, I pray, amen. And my apostle says, Ain't nothing wrong with having a little dog in you, male or female. And no, it does not mean the world's meaning of it. Um, But he always tells us that, you know, in order to do what we do, especially if you were called, if you know that you have spiritual gifts, if you know that you are really connected, if you have a relationship with God, if you are a Christian, it takes a a person that has to fight through a lot. And we're going to talk about some of that uh, today, okay? So let's go ahead and jump into the shout outs. Good morning, Ashley, Graham, Rich, Rising. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, The Happy Housewife. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Sharnicia. Good morning, Brandy. Yes, y'all hit the like button. Thank you, Happy Housewife. Young Bex, good morning. KK, Graham, Rising. Uh, Simone, uh, good morning. Good morning, Queen. Christian Love Shows in the Air. Ah! period this october so y'all check out uh the christine love show hey good morning girl oh thank you so much i do feel better um not 100 percent, but i do feel a lot better than i did yesterday well yesterday i wasn't here but <laughs> good morning melon and honey melon and honey i dm'd you again i know i'm so sorry check your dm get me back i got you uh good morning diamond good morning chevy chev good morning talia and good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Kiki. Grim Rising. Uh, such a lady. I love y'all talking about and morning motivation. <laughs> good morning, such a lady. Good morning, Patrice. Good morning, Kaybril, uh, Um, You guys showing up today. Good morning, Percy. Good morning. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Melon and Honey. Okay, I got you. Good morning, Fly Girl. Uh, yes, so yesterday, it was a lot going on. I ain't gonna get into it because that was yesterday. I'm trying to learn not to dwell on things that did not go right not to dwell on things that hindered me from being my best i acknowledge them i see you the devil is a lie and i keep it pushing this way <laughs> we ain't going to go there but let's talk about as a believer right and i can only speak for this because this is all i know um i have i've i learned and studied other cultures other religions i think it's very important that we don't get closed in a box you know in the old days, they used to say, uh, don't question God. You know, if you don't believe this, then you're going to know. I believe that God gave us a brain. I believe that God gave us um, curiosity. And there's nothing wrong with like peeking behind the curtain of another religion, of another spirituality, just to see what it's about. So we're not ignorant, right? We don't want to only know the Bible. You should know your Bible, of course, right? Read it, study it, see how you walk with God, see what... It, how God speaks to you if you're a Christian believer, but there's nothing wrong with going and looking at the Quran, going and peeking behind the curtain of Buddhism and and all of these different things because you could be taught life lessons in different aspects, but that doesn't change your beliefs. Does that make sense? So I firmly believe that every you should be knowledgeable, a well-rounded uh, individual if you call yourself a Christian because you got to know what else is out there. I don't think that it I, think, I don't think it's wise to only know one thing because then you're stuck in a box. Right then, you can't have conversations with other people or non-believers and things like that. Like you have to be able to relate to everybody, not just the core. Um, but take that as you as you will. But uh, one thing that I will say that on this walk, you especially, especially, especially if you go deeper than the surface. And what I mean by surface is you only go to church to get fed, and you only read your Bible, right? Um, That's I feel like that's Christian level. Step one. You know, and this is my personal opinion, so nobody get offended. I'm not trying to say that nobody's better than anybody. I'm not saying that. But at my church, um, my apostle is he is a firm believer in developing disciples. And what that means is we we really study the Bible. He answers questions like we have leader poor and then we have Bible study. Bible study is kind of like another service. But we have leader poor where we like literally ask questions, dissect things. Last night was super powerful at my church. I'm so happy I went because I almost didn't. Y'all, devil been busy with me. Okay, he's been trying, but he ain't going to win. Okay. Um, But when you get past that level, what I mean is deeper into prayer, Um, you know, speaking in tongues is not. Something that happens to everybody. It's a, I believe personally, and what I've noticed and what I've been studying, it's a different spiritual level. Now, am I saying that everybody that do it is doing it? Mm, it comes from the Holy Spirit. It comes, it's 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 a spiritual thing, right? But deeper you get into it, say and you cultivate your spiritual gifts. There's different spiritual gifts that everybody possess. Some people are prophets, some people are, um, don't give me the line of how you pronounce it. Uh I'm learning all of this too, by the way. Uh, There are people that can, there's just different spiritual gifts. We'll just say that. My notes from church are upstairs. People with different spiritual gifts. So as you dive deeper into your spiritual beliefs as a Christian, right? As you understand, you learn, you grow and develop as a disciple, there are going to be people, spirits, the enemy is not gonna like that. That's why I always talk about protecting children while they're young, getting them into church and giving them a solid foundation while they're young, because it's easy to kill a spirit. And when I mean a spirit, say if you have a spirit of God, right, you have a heart, you have a spirit to go after God's own heart. It's easy to get to them in their infancy stage. I was watching. Something this morning and they were saying how that's why when Jesus was born, they killed all the young men under the age of two because they were trying to nip it in the bud at an infancy stage. You know, they wanted to go ahead and eliminate all of the babies because they thought that they were going to get to the Messiah. They were like, out of all of these, we don't know who he is, but out of all of these children, it got to be one of these. So let's just let's just get it right so it's easy for the enemy that's why we I told you be guys be careful with music be careful with certain things around children because it's they're easily impressed they're they're impressionable it's easy to make an impression on a child good bad or indifferent right um but when you are developing your gifts when you are getting deeper when you are getting a better understanding when your connection with God is getting stronger and you I believe anybody called, God is going to use you for real, right? You're called for a reason. Um, And when I say called, what I mean by this is you're yearning to get closer. You're yearning to understand. You're yearning to be better. You're, you are being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Convicted. So say if you, you step into church and you was doing something on Friday and you feeling bad for it on Sunday, that's a, that's a good thing that you're being convicted so the more of that you're getting, right? And the deeper you get, the enemy does not like that. There are going to be people of the world that walk around, and I know this is going to sound foo-foo and weird to some folks, but it is it is what it is. There are going to be people that are walking around that do not like what you have to say. That don't want you to say the things that you're going to say, that don't want you spreading the good news. They want to initially kill you. And it may not be in the physical sense where you're being hunted or stalked or anything like that, but don't be naive that people can't pray or cast spells to hinder you to to try to stop you to um overwork you and this is how you know when it happens you're fine right say you're 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 good like health wise spiritual you're fine and then something happens and out of nowhere, it's like a freight train. You know how they say when depression hits people out of nowhere? Sometimes I don't always think that that's depression and it could be, I don't know. You have to know and discern for your life. I'm not talking about a particular person, but I know what depression feels like. And I know what a spiritual attack feels like. Depression is, 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 is is you, right? But the enemy can, um, this is very hard because everybody's different. So I'm not trying to water down anybody's struggle. But what I'm saying is sometimes it is depression where it's physical, it's hormonal, it's a hormone imbalance, it's things like that. And then sometimes it can be spiritual. So don't always just count things off as, oh, I'm depressed. No, maybe you are under spiritual attack. Maybe you're do- you're dealing with things in the spiritual realm you don't even know exist. Maybe somebody sees something in you and they know how great you are, that they come You see what I mean? That you're a target. But there's nothing to fear. I don't want to say this and then have people be scared and be like, oh, I don't want to be around God or things like that. No, 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 no. That's not what it's about. It's just about knowing how to protect yourself spiritually. And this is something I'm still working on. This is something that I'm still learning. But what's really helped me nonetheless is getting in a church, getting in a really good church. Where you feel protected, you know the prayers are strong when you're in the room, you know God is there, you know the Holy Spirit is there, and this is to be a hundred percent honest y'all, this is even scary for me to talk about on the internet because at the on the other side of this, I have no idea who's watching me. You know, I know a lot of y'all are really good, but at the same time, I know people are out there that mean mean zero well for me, so me talking about this in public on the internet is very is not uh it, 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 you know, just a little bit, but I know I'm protected. I know I got God on my side. I know how to call things in Jesus's name. So when you are dealing with, say it hits you out of nowhere, right. And you're down, like, I mean, down where you're having thoughts that you don't normally have that you are being taken on a mental roller coaster, uh, I really recommend calling Jesus's name and rebuking it right then and there. I rebuke all things in Jesus's name. And I see a lot of people are uncomfortable. This is not a conversation for everybody. Everybody's not going to get this. Everybody's not under the, on the same page. You know what I mean? And it's cool. But I need y'all to understand that this these things are real. And that, um, you know, calling Jesus's name is super, super important. Being able to go somewhere where you can be prayed over, have people that you can call to pray for you. And that's why I believe that it's it's very important to be a part of a community because it's cool to have friends, right? I, all my friends aren't in church like I'm in. All my friends are not uh, as heavily involved in their spirituality or in church as I am. And that's fine. Everybody has their own walk. I'm not a judgment, judgmental person when it comes to that. But I do have friends that I know that if I need that prayer, I'm hitting up like, hey, I'm not, I'm not, Some ain't right. I need you to pray for me that I know they got a direct line. You know what I mean? Like, or, or sometimes I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to speak it up, but I'll say, hey, I need your prayer or just pray for me. So I believe that it's very, very, very important that everybody, especially on this journey, especially the more you get into your word, you get into you have to find those people in your life because we, we need each other. Community is key. And I think somebody said that. Um, uh, so Simone says, I definitely felt the effects of not fellowshipping yesterday. The devil has tried me. I'm so sorry, y'all. I apologize for not being here, but yeah, the devil is busy. Um, there's a lot going on spiritually. I've been saying this for a while, and it's not just surface, you know, there's a lot going on in the world that we can see, but there's a lot going on spiritually, and as you as you continue your journey, you're going to need to armor up, right? When we go to war, I'm a, I'm a soldier for those of you who don't know. When we are called to war, we we put on our armor. You know what I mean? We put on our vests. We put on our helmets. We we get it together. We're weaponed up. We're ready for war. You know what I mean? We're protect. We protect ourselves physically. So in the same realm, in the same regard, you need to armor up spiritually. And that means praying over your homes praying over yourselves, praying over your children. And I know this sounds crazy to some folks and I understand everybody ain't going to get it,
1: but this is serious because I would be wrong to not tell you and not, uh, and I
0: know it's happening because it's going on in my life. You know what I mean? So I, I want you guys to be protected. I want you guys to understand that everything may not be depression or anxiety. It could be a spiritual attack. So let's go into How we get our strength from God, right? We did all that. We talked about all that. You guys know what's up, okay? Um, We're gonna leave that there because I don't wanna give the enemy. One thing I learned from one of my really good friends is don't give the enemy too much credit. Don't give the enemy too much credit. Don't let him, don't give him too much power because we give him power. I'll just say that. If you're fearful, you give him power. If you run from him, you give him power. Like, when it means to be a dog as a Christian is to stand up and be like, you do not dwell here. Get behind me like my God prevails before everything. I do not fear you like get gangster. Like, I, I don't I don't fear you. And I'm not going to speak up your name or speak over, you know, you have power in my life. I rebuke that all in Jesus name. Like you be a thug with it, gangster, whatever you want to say, whatever, you know, label you want to put on it. You know, that does not dwell here. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And you just keep, if you got to keep repeating it. Like, remember when I told y'all I was on that train in New York? And I love this story because it's the first time I ever seen this. When, for those of you who haven't heard it, for those of you who have, hey, for those of you who haven't, we were on a subway. This is the first time I seen it. I was like, oh, Jesus is for real. Like, I knew he was for real in my life. You know, growing up, I caught the Holy Spirit. Like, I knew what was up. But this is the first time I have seen it publicly. I was on the train in New York and we were all there. And uh, this guy starts coming in, wilding out. He has men- mental health issues, which I personally believe some mental health issues are demonic. That's just my personal beliefs because that person is no longer there. It is a, I've seen it myself. It is somebody who has taken over them. So um, he comes into the train. He's talking all crazy. He's, he's being a little aggressive with, you know, in, every, in some people's personal space. And this Jamaican nurse comes out and and she just starts praying and speaking in tongues, and she is just rebuking and and calling on jesus and and all of this and this man settles down i've when i when I say y'all, I was astonished, and for those who don't believe or don't know, y'all might not even think that this is powerful, right, but for those who know no, when I saw that that spirit when I say he came on aggressive like talking crazy and, and, and being irate and yelling. And I mean, if y'all been in New York, (laughs) for those of you who live in New York, that's every day for y'all. That is nothing new. That is nothing. Um, you know, that's every day. That's why I had to get up out of New York. New York got too much spiritual activity going on. Right. Uh, but when I say that, when I saw how great, well, how the spirit was just wilding, and then she was speaking in tongues, and he calmed, and then got off the train. I was just like, "Yo, that's all we got to do. Like, you have to be a dog with your prayer, like spiritually protected. When I say dog, not like, rrr, 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 not like a. Come on, we gotta be mature, right? Not like that, but like a beast with it. Like, no matter where you're at, you can just call on His name. No matter what's going on, even if you're in your home and you, feel, it's not crazy. It is real, y'all. Um. It, you have to level up your prayer. We can't just be like, oh, in Jesus' name, Heavenly Father. Like, sometimes it takes getting, getting, putting some stank on that prayer. And I know that sounds so wrong, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, really getting in there and really calling His name and, and with to the high heavens and really going in with prayer. It is something very serious that can keep you very protected. Uh, Turquoise says there's a book called uh, Dress to Kill. By Rick Renner, which is about spiritual warfare. I want to read it. Ooh, okay. I got checked. I gotta, I gotta do some research. Check it out. Uh, socialized Simones, that's exactly why I left New York after 10 years. It came, it became too much. Absolutely. Like there's a lot going on walking around in New York, and everybody's so close, and everybody's energy
1: just gets on you. I ain't like it. But prayer works. Being armored up works but you got to know how to call on them. So
0: I put, I wrote down yesterday, your strength has to come from God. We cannot do it all by ourselves. And if we think we can, we are fooled. We are fooled if we think we can just do it by ourselves. We can't do it by ourselves. Um, you won't have it all together because you're a human. So this is going into more so not just the spiritual attacks, but maybe your mental attacks, right? Maybe you're not on a train and somebody's wallet. maybe you're in your house and you have you're having these thoughts i said but you uh because of your relationship we can tap into the power greater than ourselves um the first thing to do when you're on this walk is always repent right and not in the when i'm not talking about in the midst of this but always repent so that your your slate is wiped clean in my personal opinion we got to take responsibility of whatever we've done and to make it true to your heart. Like that's why they say God examines our hearts, not because we can do whatever. And be like, oh, God knows my heart. No, He examines it to make sure it ain't fake. You know how people just apologize sometimes, just to apologize. Like, okay, uh, my ex used to do that sometimes. He would apologize just so I could shut up. <laughs> God, he, you know, God don't want us just to apologize so we can get get on His good side. No, He He's gonna examine your heart to make sure that it's real, right? Do you really feel? Bad, do you feel convicted. Are you going to try to change? And not to say that you have to be perfect. If you mess up, you know that's human. He knows that you're human, but he examines your heart to be like, were you were you being for real about this? Were you being a hundred percent? Right. So repenting is always the first step. So I always, every day, Lord, forgive me for my sins, and I pray for other people. Lord, please forgive them for they not know what they do. You know, we have to pray for our enemies. We have to pray for people that um may cause us harm or do wrong because there are people who have no clue that they're truly evil. Um, and really all evil is is the opposite of God, right? God gives us commandments, God gives us a set of, you know, things to protect us, to keep us safe, to get us closer to Him, to be more like Jesus and things like that.
1: It is not everybody does not know that they they are where they are. 100 percent.
0: some people are very i was very ignorant at one stage in my life thinking like oh i know god like i'm good some people have no clue how far they are and not to say that they're far from god they can get close to god after doing repenting and getting you know asking for forgiveness and and being and cultivating that relationship but some people have no clue and it breaks my heart um because I know somebody that told that said recently that they didn't believe in God, and it broke my heart because they weren't raised like that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the that's the heartbreaking thing is some of you may have children who totally turn against everything that you've taught them. I I would just advise to keep praying, go to church, have other people pray over them, have your congregation pray. Especially if you ever nobody should be in a church that they don't believe what's going on. Like if you go into church and you'd be like. I don't know about this. That ain't that ain't right. <laughs> you should be able to feel the Holy Spirit. You should be able to see and understand and just be like, "Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is real, right?" Um, but yeah, that's why having that relationship is so important repenting. Uh it's okay to be convicted. Being convicted feels doesn't feel good, but it's good because that means God is tugging on you. That means you're close to him because if if you weren't if you weren't close to God, you wouldn't be convicted. You would think that everything you were doing was okay. And you could just keep going on doing, doing what you do. Uh, Sharnisa says, yes, I could feel people's energy in New York last semester. And when I was in school, there were a lot. I had to stay prayed up. Absolutely. So all my New Yorkers, anybody that's on the Northeast. It's, it's not, it's not a game. I, I left after two years. I felt it, it changed me.
1: Like the energy there changed. Me. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So, repenting is always the first step, right? And that
0: should be in our daily walk because there's gonna be something we gonna do. We gonna have a bad thought. We are gonna cut somebody out in our minds. Even you don't do it. Even if you don't do it out loud. Sometimes doing it in your heart or doing it in your mind. I'd be like, Oh Lord, forgive me for thinking that. Because <laughs> sometimes I'd be like, Yo, catch your children out here wow, and They are tripping. They are crazy. Um. So I have to ask God for forgiveness a lot with my thoughts or certain things that I'll say out loud to myself. And i will be like, look, that was not nice, Brittany. What? Dear Heavenly Father. (laughs) You know, I have to to ask for forgiveness often. And um, it just gets you into the habit of just really, truly, like, stopping yourself from either thinking things, saying things, wanting to gossip, like, Oh, that was that was that was uncalled for that was uncalled for thought that was uncalled for it's called maturing you know you mature um if we just say what's on our mind all the time if we just speak like when people are like oh she said she always say what she has to say i said what i said that is not how we're supposed to operate ladies and gentlemen we are supposed to be very mindful of our words and yes it, it you it does feel like a ch- you being a child sometimes and having to police yourself uh, and pulling back and being like, "All right, if I ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Shut it up." <laughs> Sometimes you gotta police yourself, like you would police a child, right? That's why I don't think it's okay for people to just speak their mind all the time. It, I believe in. I believe in freedom of speech when freedom of speech has is meaningful and it's thought out, and you keep people's, not necessarily feelings in mind. But it should be managed. But that's self-regulation. Anyways, I digress. Um, Ask for what you need. You know, when it comes to God and not as a genie, not like, oh, I mean, hey, God does whatever, you know, so I'm not going to put restrictions on what you ask for. But when I I really think that uh, well, the things that I've read in the Bible is God loves when we are desperate. Right. When we are calling out to him in desperation, when we are truly seeking his wisdom, his guidance, his protection, his love. Um, there were a few times in the Bible that I read that uh that were desperate. And I think that God likes us to be desperate because it's authentic. Right. When you're dead, like when somebody is desperately crying out for their wife not to leave them, it's tears, it's pleading, it's like, Dramatic, you know what I mean? If somebody's like pleading not to go to prison, I remember I had this I had this dream once where something happened and they were like, "Brittany, you're facing like ten years in prison, and I was devastated. I was like, "What do I have to do? I was pleading like that type of desperate right i I think God loves us to be desperate with him. Because it's authentic, it's raw, it's real. It's like, I can't do this without you. I need you. Does that make sense? So I think that he loves when we come to him in desperation uh, because it's authentic. And then we praise him for what is to come. Don't wait until you feel better. Don't wait until you get what you want. Thank him for whatever you're praying for, even before you get it right act that's why that like, when in 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 the um more spiritual side or or when they're talking about manifestation when they say act as if act as if right or they do scripting and things like that same thing with your prayers it's your praising god before it even happens it's your acting as if it did i I'm, I'm praying for this thank you god that
1: it's already on the way thank you god that it is it has come to fruition What? Uh, (laughs) Thank you, God, for for doing X, Y and Z. Already being thankful that it's already on the way. So. um, This is a good question. KK said, how do you discern your internal voice from God's voice?
0: This is interesting and a little hard because it's different for everybody. I will say for me, because I can't speak for other people, I'll just give you mine and then hopefully this helps you, okay?
1: For me, it starts off with like an inkling of like, ah, don't do that.
0: Like, you know, people say your conscious speaks to you. To me, that's God. Because God is what keeps you from doing right or wrong, right? It's not anything beside, like, if, if we didn't have God, who cares what's right or wrong? Like, who cares if I'm cheating? Who cares if I'm lying? Like, if I ain't have God, I would not care about right or wrong. That's why people don't care. They just in the world doing whatever they want to do, how they want to do it, because they, they don't personally, in my personal opinion, they don't have that connection. They might know God, they might love God, but they're not obeying God, right? So it kind of starts off with that little tingle,
1: that little inclination, like uh, that little do, 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 right? And then I believe the more
0: you get closer to him, communicate with him, and it doesn't have to be, uh, it can be just talking, being vulnerable. It's a relationship, a two-way street, right? Then you'll hear, in my personal opinion, it's like this strong, it's not a, it's a voice, but it's not a voice. It's like something that will speak. And it's very clear and short for me. Um... I know God has spoken to me to say, he's told me to wait. He's told me not yet. He's told me don't. Um, for me, God stops me a lot of times because I'll get ahead of myself, right? I'll, I'll, I'll be like, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And he'd be like, nah. Um, last night, he told me to relax. So you kind of have to know how God will talk to you in the ways that you'll understand. It won't sound the same for everyone. Um, a way that I discern if it's me or if it's God, I pray on it while it's being said to me. Does that make sense? So like, say if I feel like I'm supposed to do something, I'll pray about like, God, is this you? I'll question it. You can quit like people are like, oh, you can't question God. Yes, you can question it because you want to make sure it's of God or not you. And for me, it'll get stronger. And i be like, no, it ain't God. It'll get stronger. Um. But you, the more time you spend with God, the more time you spend in the word and learning how God is, I believe you'll be able to decipher you and them. And another thing is God will never grant you something that has sin in it. So if you're praying, say if you're praying for a promotion and you have to do something shady to Kelly in order to get the promotion. That's not God. Does that make sense? Or God will never tell you to do something that's evil or not of him. So you can check it like that. Like it's what I'm being told. Does it check the boxes of who God is? And if it's not, then it's not of God. So it's just, it's about developing your relationship, understanding him. Sometimes God will speak through other people. Sometimes God will speak through, uh, Signs you have to ask him sometimes on how, like, what. Like, sometimes I'll be like, Well, I need a sign, but then what we do, we like, well, I need another one. So, it's, it's <laughs> it depends on it, just really depends on you and your relationship with him. But for me, God will tell me certain things in very
1: short, concise things. I'll just be transparent the day, uh. uh there was something that I did that should have happened, but
0: I don't think it was supposed to happen in the time that it happened. And right before I was going to open my mouth, God said, "Wait." And I did not listen. And it ended up being a snowball effect that ended up causing me way more pain that I intended had I just listened. Because normally when God speaks to you, it's never for your detriment, it's always for your benefit. Um but we think that we're getting punished sometimes or we think like oh i got to wait or oh i want to do it now or um you know sometimes it's not for our our benefit to to go on and then sometimes you'll know in your spirit and in your discernment that you ain't supposed to do this thing like you ever just had an in, 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 instinct that you ain't supposed to be in a relationship and you cuz you know it's in your gut it's in your spirit it's in your uh, they call it women's intuition. I believe that's God too. And I believe they call it women's intuition because we are more um, emotional, but men have it as well. They just Do they choose to listen to it or do they choose to listen to themselves? I think women are just way more prone to listen to other people. I was watching this pastor, I was watching uh, Anthony O'Neill's podcast and he had a pastor on and he was saying how he used to do Um, videos for men to make men better for the communities. And then he was like, men just don't listen. And that's why my my apostle told us (laughs) in church a few times that if that man does not submit to God, why are you listening to him? You don't submit to a man that doesn't submit to God. Um, so all this back and forth who we should submit and all this crap on the internet that gets on my nerves. Cause I'm just like, it's a whole bunch of people talking, ain't no solutions being had. Um, but yeah, we have to submit to, to the thing. I digress. Anyways, your question was, how do you hear his voice? How do you discern his voice from your internal voice? Um, also God won't, God doesn't tell you things and depress you. Does that make sense? Like it's not a, God will not tell you you're stupid. God will not tell you uh, how, like, you're dumb, you're pretty, like, or you're, I mean, not. He doesn't care about superficial. A lot of times when God speaks to us, it's always more. It's always deeper. It's never like the superficial stuff that we care about. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question, KK? Let me know in the comments. Um. And that's me like I, I don't for me, I can't speak for other people because I don't know for them. But for me, God doesn't waste his time with like where this. But I will get a discernment. Don't go there. Go here. Go right. Go left. Um,
1: and that's the Holy Spirit, I believe, as well. For me, that's this. That's me. Good morning, Yolanda. Does that make sense, KK?
0: Let me know if that helped. And you guys in the comments, you guys can see how, uh, talk, say how God speaks to y'all as well, because everybody is different, but I know that's how he speaks to me. But he, for me, he speaks in very short, concisive statements. Um, and the closer I get to him, the more I hear him or the more I know. But a lot of times he'll just be like, wait, don't, it'll be, uh, uh, intuitive push. Like when we started a purpose driven life, I was upstairs in my, um, in my spare room. And I was just like looking at my bookshelf and I was like, okay, God, what do we talk about now? And then I got an inkling to go to a purpose-driven life. Does that make sense? So sometimes it's not always his voice for me. Sometimes it's a, it's a, it's intuition. It's inkling, an inkling. I don't even know if that's a real word. (laughs) All right. So we talked about that. So um, I don't know if you guys saw my message yesterday on the community page about going to Psalms. Uh, I put posted because I didn't go live was uh, Psalms 32, 33, uh, 34, all the way down to 37. Hey, are we open to prayer requests? Absolutely. Corey, go ahead and put in the chat if you guys have uh, any type of prayer requests. We'll go ahead and and uh, Shalina's on. I believe she Amber's on. She Amber's always on. Let's see. Is Shalina? Are you here today?
1: Um, but yes, the prayer line is always open, y'all. Y'all can always get prayer. Oh, I don't see Shalina. Where's my Shalina, Bina? But yes, the prayer lines are always open.
0: I'll write it down and I'll make sure that uh, we pray for you. Cindy says, God speaks to her in a lot of ways. Absolutely. And that's why that relationship is super key because it's going to be different for everybody. Um, And that's why I don't want you to get stuck on how he does it to me. Definitely make sure that um, it's, it's, it's right for you. Corey says, I'm reading Psalms right now. I'm on Psalms 49. Love that. My book is open to Psalms. Psalms is actually really, really good. You guys. I would read it definitely. Uh they were songs that are kind of like prayers. Uh Sydney says, "I know it's God when the message I'm receiving are strong and uh, constant messages which feel like pushing that I can't ignore." This that's a good
1: one. Absolutely, I agree. Good morning you guys. <laughs> yes, the altar is open. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> you are hilarious. Percy says, I uh, gave a question. I mean, he means I have a question. Uh, so even if you're a man, if your man isn't saved and he is a decent man and have a wife, he isn't supposed to submit. You're not supposed to submit to him. Do, does she supposed to submit to the pastor? Um, so the Bible says, this is what the Bible says. Cause I read this actually, what? uh oh dang, I want to get, I don't like saying where I, I read it and don't give a scripture. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. So the Bible says, if you are married to a person, married that, and that person isn't a believer that you should stay married to them because you could be potentially the reason why they get saved. Uh, if somebody knows what that chapter is,
1: if somebody knows what that chapter is, uh, put it in the comments. Um. put in the comments because I read I actually read that this morning so it's
0: interesting that you asked that person and I've read it a few times and I know it's marked in yellow in my Bible because I read it uh um so I'm not telling a married woman what to do I'm talking about my what my apostle told us and I think he was referring to single women um for sure but like he said you don't want to be submitting and he's telling you all the wrong things like if I were married right and I was not married to a believer, which I think if you are at a phase in your life where you are spiritually led, I don't think it's smart to link up with a non-believer and the Bible will tell you that as well uh I don't think that that is smart, but teach their own right um and the Bible gives really clear guidance on that however, if you are already married and that person does not believe in God, I would say, be cautious of what you submit to. And and the thing is, here's some, here's what submitting is submitting is some, you're submitting to the authority of that person and the vision of that person. So say me and you are married, Percy, and you feel like your vision is to have a medicine, a medical, a medical facility in Africa. And you do not have a medical degree and you are going around because there's people that do this. You're going around and administering shots to a tribe and you have no medical, like you have no medical things, but you've just really feel in your deep down in your spirit that that's what you're supposed to do. And I go with you and I'm noticing that kids are dying under your care. That is when I'm, I'm no longer submitting to you. I'm no longer submitting to your authority because you are now in my eyes out of alignment with God, because if God really wanted you to do that, you would go to medical school first. (laughs) Figure it out and then go and do what you feel like you are called to do. You wouldn't have to skip steps. Does that make sense? Um, So I think that that's what he's talking to. And then for a single ladies, what he's meaning is you. Why are you you're dating this man? And you're, quote unquote, submitting to him, which we're not supposed to submit to nobody but our husbands. And he ain't being led by nothing. He ain't being led by nothing but himself. He don't know God, don't pray, don't. And you submitting and doing all of this stuff for him. For what? Who is he submitting to? Um.
1: Yes, read. Cor- it's Corinthians uh, 7. Corinthians 7. Um, and it says, but those who are married, I have, I have a command that comes not from me,
0: but from the Lord, a wife must not leave her husband. And this is Corinthians 10 must not leave her husband. But if she leaves him, uh, let her, let her remain single or else be reconciled to him. And the husband must not leave his wife. Now I will speak to the rest of you. Though I do not have a wife who has, who is not a believer, have a wife who's not a believer. She's willing to continue to live with him. He must not leave her. And if a Christian woman has a husband, 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 who is not a believer and he is willing to continue to live with her, she must not leave him. For the Christian wife brings holiness to her marriage. See how they say men don't listen to nobody, right? It said the Christian wife brings holiness to her marriage and the Christian husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise, your children will not be holy. Your children will not be holy, Um, but now they are holy. But if the husband or the wife who isn't a believer insists on leaving, let them go. If whatever you're doing, say, oh, you in church too much. I can't I can't be with no church woman. It says let them go. In such cases, the Christian husband or wife is no longer bound to the other. For God has called you to live in peace. Don't you wives realize that your husband might be saved because of you? And don't you husbands realize that your wives might be saved because of you? Each of you should continue to live with, in whatever situation the Lord has placed you and remain as the, as you were when God first called you. This is my rule for the, for all the churches. Okay. So that is what we are commanding. and keep, you could keep reading um, because it talks about being enslaved to the world and things like that. And that is Corinthians seven. It starts at verse 10. Um, And it also verse three might make a lot of women and men happy who are in marriages uh, who, because it talks about how your body is, is your husband's and your husband's body is yours and things like that. So. I hope that you understood that. And I know I think Percy or somebody had a had a, a story about the pastor getting with the women or something like that. No, that's not a you shouldn't go to church where no no pastor is uh being with the women. Absolutely not. <laughs> but um, but then that's on us to like, are we gonna link with people who are not? I will tell y'all like this. I'll say it like this for me, right? Me on this new spiritual, well, this it's not new. Me on this new chapter of my spiritual walk and being around men the way I've been around in my church and not in a sexual way, like in a friendship prayer, like real Christian way, like absolutely Christian way. The next man that comes into my my life has big shoes to fill. The men and women that pray over me now and what I see I, I, if I, if it ain't that, I don't want it because these people are very powerful. Like women, if you've never experienced a praying man before, like if you've never seen a man be in prayer, lift his hands up, shout, whatever the case may be. And not in a, as not in a, I'm talking a masculine man, right? I'm talking about if you've never seen a masculine men, my church is filled with masculine husbands, who are with their wives and they continue to pray. And it's it's,
1: it's a beautiful thing to see. Beautiful. I don't think I could date nobody who don't. I, I just, because my thing is when times get hard, who are we going to?
0: Because there's going to be a point in my marriage where I might not like him and he might not like me. And we might be on the brink of divorce. Where are we going to keep us together? Who are we going to? Who are we asking to pray over us? Does that make sense? So um, when, when we do link up as believers, I believe it's very important to link up with other believers. And having, I've never had a man pray over me like I've had my, and my dad prays over me. And and friends at my church that are males pray over me. Never had that in a relationship. And that was on me because that's what I, what I allowed. So I'm not blaming those men. Those are the men that I chose. I picked out of who liked me. So just because people, so you as a woman and as a man have to discern through dating, does this person align with me spiritually? And if the answer is no to me, that's a sign. I'm not here to convert nobody. I'm grown. I will be your friend. I will give you scripture. But most of the time people have decided which way they want to go. And it's not for us to judge. It doesn't make them bad people. But I'm not dragging no grown man to church. you grown. Either you want to come or you don't. You want to go to football. You want to go to strip club. You want to, but you can do all these other things. You go to work, you do all these other things. I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not dragging nobody to church. I'll offer, insist. You want to come? Cool. If you don't? Cool. Um, But there's just certain for me, I'm not speaking, not telling y'all what to do. There are certain things that I just will not talk. I I will tell you what, if we go on a date and ain't no praying going on, leave it. (laughs) But I'll know these things because I'll have conversations prior to. But that's me because I see, man, my father, the men at my church that are just spiritual beasts when it comes to prayer. They got, whoever comes in my life got big shoes to fill in that department. Cause I, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot at this, at, at this stage in my life, have a man who does not pray. I I just personally can't. I just, I just can't, um, KK said, no, that makes sense. I want to make sure that I don't, um, I don't make any major decisions. I will say though, sometimes God will give you, uh, he'll give you what you the 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 move forward. He'll give you the thumbs up, but sometimes we're scared. So make sure that you don't allow fear to keep you stuck, because sometimes you got to put one foot in front of the other and let God lead your steps. Um. Good morning. Yes, God.
1: Hey, um. Uh, Ash. Hey, girl. Um. Good morning. Yes, God. To me, what He
0: aligns within His word, absolutely. Hold on. Let me go down. Y'all are, y'all are um. Y'all are going in. Let me go to Percy because he gave me super chat. Thank you, Percy, for the suit, another super chat. Uh Percy says, okay, if we if we were married, Brittany, and I'm I'm playing all paying all the bills, would you let someone tell you not to submit and treat you right? That is not what we're talking about, Percy. <laughs> I need this is what I want us spiritual people to do because this is of the world. This is of the world. This all who pays this and who does this in the marriage. That's all the world's garbage, right? Every relationship is different. Every, she might make more money than you. So maybe she's paying more of the bills. Maybe he, uh, we got to get off this train. We got to get off this manosphere, man bashing, the world's view of marriage. That is not going to keep nobody together. What does God say? What does God say, right? Right. It says, wives submit to your husbands, right? As a woman, a God-fearing woman, I'm not linking with nobody who don't submit to God first. So if we were married, Percy, if I married you, that means you've already submitted to God. So all of the who pays what would be irrelevant. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? If I am a spiritual, God fearing Christian woman. It would be wise of me to link with a God fearing spirit filled Christian man, because if times get hard, infidelity, you lose your job. I lose my job, whatever. We have somebody that we submit to that will cover us and we will know that we're good. I am not going to link with no man who does not submit to God. Period. So ain't no submitting because we not married. It says wives, submit to your husbands. It don't say girlfriends. They don't say fiancés. They don't say baby mamas. it don't say, it says wives, submit to your husbands. And husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Period. So yes, I will submit to my husband because my husband submits to God. That's why it's wise. For Christians and believers to link with believers so that both of y'all are in accordance with one book. If you link with somebody who does not follow the same directions as you do, you're going to have a headache on your hands, period, point blank, in my personal beliefs. Let's get out of the world. Let's leave all these little because it's a whole bunch of sound bites. Everybody complaining, ain't nobody got no solutions. We want to spin this wheel, and I'm not getting on you, Percy. Let me take your comment down. I want us, as believers, let's get off this hand. Because I get fed into it too. I ain't gonna lie to you. Get off this ham- hamster wheel of these sound bites of men saying one little thing, and it stirs up all this convert. Because all it is is to get likes and attention, y'all. There's never a solution in the sound bites. There's never a solution in the clips. As as people of God. We just need to be wise. Percy, as a man of God, you should not be with no woman who don't go to who she's submitting to. Because if she don't submit, remember, we had a whole conversation. If she ain't submitting to him first, she ain't going to submit to you women. If she if he don't submit to this, he ain't going to love you like Christ loves the church because he don't even know what Christ. Do. <laughs> Y'all get it. Y'all get it. It's just the and the reason why I'm I'm really passionate about this is because I've been seeing it's just we've we've been beating this horse of bills and this and that and submission and then for like two years now in the black community. It's getting us nowhere. The entire context link up because if you marry a man who submits to God, you have somebody to hold him accountable. Men, if you marry a woman that submits to God, you have something to hold her accountable to. If they do not submit to God under the same coordinates that you do, under the same directions and goals that you do, you will have a problem. It's not about bills. It's not about bills. It's not about bills. All right, let me go back up and read uh, before we get out of here. Um, how do you find a church home? I found when I was invited to. Chevy Chev, where do you live? Maybe somebody can give you some, um, give you some things. And in the meantime, I, I, before I got my physical church, I was watching 1LA online with Pastor Tori Roberts, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts, and there's a few other pastors. Um, and then sometimes I would tap into the Potter's House with T.D. Jakes, find find sermons and, and things that speak to you, search them out on YouTube. In the meantime, So you can get some 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 good holy word, but put in the chat what city you live in, Chev, And maybe somebody has um, a suggestion for you. Uh, I'm going to for those of you have to go to work. Have a good day. I'm going to stay on a little bit just to finish these comments uh, because I do have an appointment at 1030 that I need to get to. But uh, Kiki said God talks to me and telling me to take naps so that I can clear my mind and calm my mind. Oh, I love this. Yes. And conquer the mission that is coming. Also certain people and et cetera. Love that. Thank you. Uh, Sydney says, yes. Great explanation of that. You submit to your husband, but you still submit to God. If your husband is doing some (laughs) bull junk, pray for him and don't submit and support the bull junk. Absolutely. Like if you're going to Africa and you're administering these needles into these children, I'm no longer submitting to that because that's
1: not of God. That's of the devil. And I'll submit to nobody's devil. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Chevy says, I
0: personally say date around with churches, meaning try different ones and visit until you feel like you found one that feeds your spirit, teaches the word, etc. cetera. God will tell, will God will lead you. I think that that's a great uh, point, Sydney. Absolutely. I was very lucky with the first one. It was love at first sight, but it was feeling at first sight because I knew that God was in the building. Like if I would have came in there and wasn't moving, wasn't no. And not just people like you really, especially as a person that that knows God and as a Christian, you know, especially the ones that grew up. Y'all know. Y'all know when God is in the building and when he ain't because you'd be like, what is going on? <laughs> a submission doesn't necessarily mean who's in power submission is God's word. Absolutely. It is all about God. It has nothing. It's, it's about God, man. If she's being a quarrelsome wife, you have something that you can refer to. If he is being, if he's not loving you properly, you have something to refer to. You can hold them accountable to the word of God. If they do not believe in this, what are you holding them accountable to? And then I would say this, too, because I've heard Christians say that they don't mind dating um, like Muslim men. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with Muslim men. I think Muslim men are some of the most freaking disciplined men that I've ever met before. And I think that they're great men. The issue then becomes tradition for me. When I was dating a Muslim man, one of the biggest things that I was just like, I don't know about this is traditions Bye, you guys. Yes, please like the video traditions. If you are a Christian woman and you like Christmas, Easter, um uh what else, other holidays that we have. If you like all the holidays, that goes out the window when you're married to a Muslim man because if he wants to raise his children Muslim, and it just depends on the person, but you have to think about what type of life you want. You know, do you want to go to church by yourself while he goes to the mosque? Like if it doesn't bother you, then do you, but for me, I can't do I I no. You know, um so it, it may seem small, right? Oh, well, Christmas, it's just Christmas. That's every year your kids grow up. You're not doing your Christmas tr- traditions. It could be pagan. Maybe you're a Christian. You don't believe in none of that. That's cool. You know, but for me and mine, I want my kids to be in the matching PJs and it may be small, but it comes up every single year. Does that make sense? So it's. To me, it's the small things that that need to link up too. Like both y'all should just be on the same page. How you want to raise your children, what you believe in, what you serve. It just it just makes. I feel like it just makes you gonna have so much on you. Why even fuss about the stuff that should just be foundational? Just my opinion. All right, y'all. I love you guys. Stay prayed up. Make sure you guys get in a good Bible based church. Read your Bibles uh, today. We read Psalms thirty. Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't read Psalms thirty two. But read Psalms thirty two to 34. 7 um and also for the what we talked about with the whole link with women and um husbands and wives being married to non-believers is corinthians 7 you guys read corinthians 7 and see what speaks to you there's a lot uh there's a lot in there there's a lot in there about being married uh a wife is bound to her husband as long as she lives and it was a different time too so you know keep that in mind Um, I love you guys. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Percy, I hope I answered some of your questions. You guys do not be in the world. Be a free thinker. Don't waste your energy fussing over minuscule things when you know what's right for you and you know what the book says um, and you know what is, okay? Love you guys. Have a great day. I will catch you guys tomorrow. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. (music)